With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, welcome to the program. We appreciate you being here this glorious day. I trust things are well with you. It is a, it's Tuesday night, isn't it? It's Tuesday night. I trust that you are well. I think that things are, are you know, it was a pretty good day today. Uh, I got, um, I got pushed down early. Uh, Facebook wouldn't let me post uh, the Urban Game Changers Conference.com website because it was, I don't know, violated, violated some of their community standards on spam, they said. Uh, I, I'm i wondering if that was really it. I, I'm of the mind that it wasn't. I'm of the mind that it was something else. But that's what their little note came back and said. And of course, like any of these social media platforms, you've got to be some big, huge advertiser to, to get a phone number, right? To get an email, um, to get someone to call you back or talk to you. Uh, you got to be somebody really big. And we're not an urban game changers. I think that we're big in our space. I think we're the only ones doing what we're doing in our space. Urban game changers conference.com, um, urban game changers conference.com. Check that out for sure. Uh, but I do, I am of the mind that we were throttled in getting sponsors for our event and getting ticket sales on our event because Facebook has decided that um, some of us are not slobbering, breathless Trump haters. And that we talk, serious talk about the damage that illegal immigration is doing to the black community and has been doing to the black community for years. And how these immigrants, these invaders, have supplanted black people and black communities in the Democrat Party. What we're trying to do is, is simply wake people up and tell them the truth that the place that you thought that you have or you think that you have with the left is, first of all, not there anymore. They have replaced you with the whole dreamers, illegal immigrants, um, that, the, the concept of <laughs> separating families, all that stuff. That's a planet where you thought you were and the things that you thought that this party and the left was were going to provide to you. They have replaced you. You thought that you were going to the wedding. But you didn't get a, You didn't even get an invitation, let alone aren't you going to be in the wedding? You didn't even get an invitation. That's where that's where you are. If you are a black leftist or a black Democrat, that's where you are. In that movement, so it's you know, and we're just letting people know that that's that's the deal. Now, we're not saying anything negative. I'm not saying anything negative about immigrants or or are threatening people or trying to get people hurt. We're just sort of, I'm being the newsboy. I'm being the paperboy. We're just bringing the information to you, laying it out there on your front doorstep. Now you can take you can take it, you can leave it, you can throw it in the trash, you can put it in a birdcage, you can wipe your butt with it, whatever you want to do with it. That's what we're doing. Now, this website, urbangamechangersconference.com, is a website about our event. Our event is going to be held in Hampton, Virginia, actually Virginia Beach, Virginia, 
on the on August 21st through 25th, and we are celebrating uh, 400 years of ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves in America, on on the continent. So since 1619, and the and the contributions of Americans here, and what we're dealing with still after 400 years. All that time was in, in, in bondage. All that time was in, in slavery. There, there are good times and there are accomplishments to celebrate. And this is what this conference is about. And talking about the way forward. That's what this conference is about. Uh, but Facebook has decided, well, you know, hey, you know, hey, you guys aren't Trump haters. You're black and you're not Trump haters. We don't want that information to get out that everybody black hates Trump because that's what they want to get out. The fact of the matter is that I think one of the last polls shows that Trump's approval rating in in black America is like 36% or something outrageously ridiculous like that. Again, you can like it or you can not like it. And that's fine. Doesn't matter to me if you like it or don't like it. I don't, I don't care. It's not a popularity con- contest as far as I'm concerned. So uh, you can like me or not like me. It doesn't make a difference to me. But. Here's that's what we, that's what we faced this morning. So it was. Eh, 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 eh. Oh, all right. Um, I have, and this is not like me. And those of you who listen to my podcast know that this is not like me to harp on something day after day. And um, I'm I'm going to have to back out of it here after tonight. I think I am sick to death frankly really upset tired of tired of hearing about it don't want to deal about don't want to deal with it anymore of people especially on the left and i'm going to say on the left because that's where i see it most calling everything that they don't like and everyone that they don't like racist Everybody you don't like is a racist. Everyone, and, and, and now some of you young white people who've lost your damn mind are, are pushing the white supremacist label on people that disagree with you. That people who, who think that, that it is terrible that you would go to an ICE facility, uh, climb up the, the flagpole and replace the American flag with the Mexican flag. And you, they call you out on it, and then you call and you have a fit and call them white supremacists. The hell? <laughs> Some of y'all white people have lost y'all damn mind. You've you've simply lost your mind. You've simply gone batshit crazy. I don't know any way else to say it. You've just gone batshit crazy. And it, and what's amazing is that um, some of them, some some of you are so strong in that opinion you're just sure that you're just sure that you're correct when you're just wrong you're just you couldn't actually be more wrong (laughs) you're you're almost so wrong that you're impinging on on the beginnings of being correct that's how wrong you are that's how far away from the subject you actually are somebody who says you know what I believe in what America is doing. I love the flag. I love our military and, and the things that they represent. And I'm appreciative of the life I'm able to live in the, in, in the United States. That does not make you a white supremacist. It just doesn't. 
It's not even close to being white supremacist. And it doesn't make you a self-hating Negro either. To say, you know what? I like where I live. I love where I live. And, and I think this is the best place on earth. I think it's the best place on earth. Now, frankly, it may or may not be the best place on earth, but from what I can see and the things that I hold up as important, this is the best, best, best place on earth. You can't live anywhere better than here. If what you like is religious freedom, there is no more religious freedom than there is in America. I mentioned this, I, I don't know whether it was on the, the last program or the one before that, not far from where I'm sitting um, here in Central Florida, in the Tampa Bay area, I can think of where the nearest mosque is. And I can I can picture going down the street about a quarter mile and there's a large Pentecostal church and school down the street from the mosque and the uh, madrasa. Up the street and around the corner is um, Corpus Christi Catholic Church. And probably another quarter mile up on the left from there is the Temple Terrace Baptist Church. Nowhere else in the world can you have that sort of religious freedom. And all those places are full. On Friday, you know, on Friday afternoon, um, the, the mosque is full. And on Sundays and Wednesdays, the churches are full. And what you don't have is firebombing in the streets. And what you don't have is protesting in the streets. And what you don't have is what you see around the world. And especially in places where you don't have the sort of religious freedom that you have here in America. So if religious freedom is your thing, if that's your thing, then there there isn't any better place than the United States to live in. There's no better place. If living outside a caste system, that's C-A-S-T-E, which means that you could be poor and born into a poor family and end up fabulously wealthy is your thing. Something that you, you that, that you hold dear, that you think that is a good thing, then there is truly nowhere else in the world better than the United States. The economic opportunity that avails itself to to just damn near everybody in America is second to none. What you need here in the States, here in the United States, is an idea. You need just an idea. And that idea can catapult you into wealth beyond your wildest imagination. An idea. And the strength to work, to overcome obstacles. Because there are going to be obstacles. But at least there's opportunity here. That's what's important. If education is your thing, then there's no better place. Because here, education, the first 12 years of it, are free. Everywhere you go in the country, anywhere you go in the country, whether you're going to Nome, Alaska, or you're going to Miami, Florida, or you're going to Bangor, Maine, or you're going to San Diego, California, Austin, Texas, Cheyenne, uh, Wyoming, Bismarck, North Dakota. There's a public school system and your education is free. 
And that's not the case around the world. Where the beginning education is is free. That's not the case around the world. In a lot of places, um, people have to pay for that education. Hell, in the United States, that that education, at least at least that level of education, is compulsory. And we can argue back and forth about its effectiveness because I've had that discussion a lot. But when you compare it to other places around the country, around the world. A lot of people who are educated in places that people believe that they do a better job K through 12 than we do come and get their college degrees here in America. So if education is your thing, then it's the best place in the world. And to, to, to think that and to believe that does not make you a self-hating Negro. It doesn't make you um, a white supremacist. It makes you a proud American. It makes you a proud American in the very same way that people who are from Norway are proud Norwegians. The, the, the very same way that people who are from Sweden are proud Swedes. In the very same way. That's what it makes you. And that's all it makes you. I live in the best country in the world. And, I, and that doesn't mean at all that I believe that white people or black people are superior to white people. It doesn't mean that I think that white people are superior to black people. It doesn't mean that at all. Not at all. And anyone who tries to twist it to make it seem like that's what you're saying, then they're weak. They have an agenda. They want to control you. They want to control the situation. They're up to something. They are up to something. So when President Trump, now I mentioned this on the video that I did uh, on my way home tonight on Facebook, and I'm going to mention it again. I am of the mind that the president often sends tweets that, frankly, doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. The Democrat Party in the past couple of weeks have, have been imploding all on its own. It's just been imploding all on its own. It has sim- simply just gone off the rails, which has been incredibly interesting and fun to watch. And now Trump has interjected his voice, and now that's given them purpose again. That's given them focus again off of each other onto Trump. He was doing really well. You ain't got to say nothing. Somebody mentioned, I think it was Ben Shapiro mentioned that. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't Ben Shapiro. It was that English dude that I don't like. Um, said that all Trump was going to have to do to get reelected in 2020 is just point. Just point to the Democrats. These are the people who want, um, who think it's okay to, to kill a baby that's already been born. These are the people. There they are. Here are the, here are the economic numbers. Here's the stuff they said, what happened, and here's what really happened. Here are the job numbers. Here's what they said would happen. Here's what really happened. Just point. Doesn't have to talk. Doesn't have to tweet. I've said that many, many times on on, on this program that, you know what, 
he the president needs to understand the concept of scoreboard. Scoreboard. Just look at the scoreboard. You can be mad. You can be upset. You can be frustrated with me. You can think I'm a racist. You can think I'm a son of a bitch. You can think I'm a misogynist. You can think all of what you want to think about me. Look at the scoreboard. We are winning. And I'm whipping your ass. You can think I'm cheating. You can think whatever you want. Look at the scoreboard. Now, let me let's see what time is it. Yeah, I got a little bit. Let me relate where I think that story sort of resonates with me. My my son played um, football in high school at a really good program, really fantastic program, and locally, they used to beat everybody every year. Every year, they they beat everybody every year. There was only a couple of games during the season where they were even challenged. It was it was ridiculous. And I remember one game, it was one of those teams where, quite frankly, they weren't being challenged. Um, one, of, one of the offensive players from the opposing team didn't really like the way that he got manhandled by one of our better players. And he started mouthing off. Now, to our coach's credit and the player's credit, they all the all the our player did all all the um, our defensive player did was point up to the scoreboard, and I think at that time we were up by fifty, literally something crazy like that. Just point to the scoreboard because that is the final determination. That is the final determination. Results are the final de- final determination. Trump's a racist. He's a misogynist. He's a xenophobe. White supremacist. More black people working than ever. More women in his administration than the past few administrations. His campaign manager, first woman ever to run a presidential uh, campaign to victory. A woman. So this is a misogynist. Mm, Maybe. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Just because you say it does not make it true. Just because you say I'm a self-hating Negro doesn't make it true. Now we have people. Now we have women in Congress, and it's mostly the women. It's mostly the chicks. It really is, because those are the one. Those women are are most likely to say, frankly, outrageous stuff. Just freaking outrageous stuff. And there's no other, there's really no other way to put it. I wish that I could put it in some way that um, didn't seem so dismissive. But I got on Twitter on my way home and I saw a tweet from uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren. You know, the the same lady who pretended for years to be, be Native American. And what she wrote was... Let's be perfectly clear. I'm paraphrasing. At real Donald Trump's tweet was racist. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? What we can't allow in the discussion and in the discourse is that every time you don't like somebody 
or you disagree with him, just to call them racist. You can't do that. Because what, what happens is, every time you do that, you diminish the horribleness and the heinousness of real racism. Every time you assign it to something or someone that isn't, then you diminish it. That's the, that's, that's the truth about any time that you don't like what someone says, you just chalk it up to racism. Then frankly, everything becomes racist. And if everything is racist, nothing is racist. So no one ever recognizes when you really, really have it. When it's really happening. When you, you know what's racist? Putting all, put putting 90% of the Planned Parenthood clinics in black neighborhoods with the intention of killing as many black babies as possible. That's some racist shit there. Isn't it? That's some there. Not the president saying that these these four women who are just obnoxious should go back to where they came from. That's not racist. What's racist is putting all putting ninety percent of Planned Parenthood clinics in black neighborhoods with the intent of doing as many abortions in those neighborhoods as you possibly can. Now, that's some racist stuff. Pretending to be Native American in order to get the benefits of being Native Americans like jobs and grants and the like um, instead of that's an action. That's some racist stuff. We also have to be able to to, to discern or, and, and differentiate the difference between saying something and actually doing something. This sort of raised its, its ugly head as a concept during the campaign in 2015-16 where the, the, uh, Trump is having a conversation with Billy Bush and Trump says something about grabbing women by their pussies. You remember that conversation? I'm doing this because I'm because this 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 thing is coming out a little later. Um, remember that? And then suddenly, a lot of people say, "Well, that's it. It's all over." You know what? He's a misogynist and he's he's assaulted women. Well, he didn't say anything about assaulting anybody. And people were trying to make the left was trying to make what he said actually as bad as actually doing it. And when somebody is there when they're trying to make something you said as bad as you actually doing it, then they got nothing. Let me give you a sort of an over it, over the top example. No one's going to, no one's going to let you get the death penalty for threatening to kill somebody. Now there are people that you, 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 you damn sure better not threaten to kill because secret service will be on your door. Okay. I'm just going I'm just telling you. Can't threaten to kill the president. You cannot. Secret service will be at your door 
um, and it'll be a bad time for you. It'll be a bad couple of years for you. But what they won't do is they won't convict you and sentence you to death because of it. Because you didn't actually kill anybody. As as horrible as it may be to say, it's always worse to do. As much as we didn't like the conversation about grabbing women by their pussies, it was only bad if you actually did it. Not the same thing. Calling someone a racist because you don't agree with them diminishes what racism really is. You just disagree with them. And you just want to end the conversation and you just want to say, well, if I call you a racist, I don't have to listen to anything else you say. Well, you, then you're sort of using the, the, the term racist in vain. Because you can't break the argument or you can't figure out something to go forward in the discussion about. So you just chalk it up to racism. We have got to be smarter than that. You know, there's a tweet that I'm looking at now by David Hogg, David Attention Hogg. Uh, For hundreds of years, rich people have used racism and xenophobia to convince poor people that rich people are not the problem. Really? Really? The soft bigotry of low expectations. Because poor people can never be the problem. I don't have enough control to be my own problem, you see. I don't have, I don't own me. So it's always somebody else's fault. You see, so I'm never responsible for myself. The soft bigotry of low expectations that I'm never supposed to because there's always, you know, and the, re- and the reality is that, and I'm going to reply then the left needs to stop doing that. My space bar, my computer is shot. So there you go. You notice that, anybody notice that Twitter looks different? It may look different because I'm on Vivaldi. I'm not using Chrome. Uh, I was going to use Brave, but Brave uses the um, the Google kernel, and Vivaldi does not. So I'm, I'm using I'm using Vivaldi. So I don't know. I don't know. So that's what I'm using. But um, so my uh, my Twitter looks incredibly different. It looks I don't know. It's kind of janky. I don't know if I like it. Uh, it's not very nice. I'm just going to say. There you go. But, um, so we have to decide. We have to really start having uh, this major discussion about what we're going to allow as racist talk. What racism is. Because if we don't, then again, racism will be everything and anything um, that you don't like. 
and then it won't mean anything. We'll, we'll be back to saying, well, you're a doo-doo head. Well, you're a doo-doo head too. Speaking of that, we're already there. Holy crap. We're already there. What? We're already there. Seems crazy. Congress today, the House of Representatives, actually voted uh, on a resolution to to rebuke the president's tweet. Did you think you would live long enough to have somebody rebuke the president's tweet? <laughs> it is it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is insane. The tweet that he said the negative thing about the the four Congress members, you know, women that these women need, need to go back where they came from. Congress decided the the House representative decided to have a resolution to rebuke the president's tweet as racist. You're doo doo head. No, you're doo doo head. No, you're not. I'm not doo doo head. You're doo doo head with your big watermelon head cell. You and these people. I'm going to say it exactly that way. Want me to take them seriously. They want me to take them seriously. They want me to say, yes, they've got it right. When I'm thinking... These people are friggin' morons. Because what's going to happen is, guess what? He doesn't care. Again, uh, let me let me go to Bing Bing dot com news. House passes resolution formally denouncing Trump tweets as racist. What is? What the hell does that mean? This is for, and this goes to a CBS News thing. Uh, Dateline Washington. After a bitter partisan brawl. House lawmakers on Tuesday approved a resolution to formally denounce President Trump's recent tirade against four progressive congresswomen of color, with four Republicans joining the Democrats to rebuke the president. Well, okay. The measure passed by a vote of 240 to 187, with every Democratic member voting in favor. The four Republicans who voted don't want their seats anymore. Will Hurd, who has been iffy for a while, Brian Fitzpatrick, Fred Upton, and Susan Brooks. Before the final vote, Democrats went into went to extraordinary lengths to defend the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who drew objections from public Republicans after calling the president's comments about Representatives Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, um, Ayanna Presley, and and Ilhan Omar disgraceful and racist from the House floor. Her remarks prompted Republican. Um, Representative Doug Collins of Georgia to ask Pelosi if she wished to rephrase her remarks. After Pelosi declined, Collins asked for a motion to strike down her words, arguing they violated the guidelines governing the debate in the House, which prohibit members from referring to the president as racist or saying he made a bigoted or racist statement. The dramatic debate ensued on the floor. Democratic Representative um, Emmanuel Cleaver of Missouri who was serving as chair, slammed his gavel on the dais and stormed out of the House member uh, before saying, I abandon the chair. 
children. The Democrat Party is completely out of control. Republicans forced forced a vote to try to strike Pelosi's comments from the from the record. That effort failed by a vote of 190 to 232. Democrats then proceeded to, to motion to restore Pelosi's right to speak, which easily passed. The uh, the resolution uh, which provoked the Byzantine dispute statutes that the House strongly condemns President Donald Trump's racist comments that have legitimized and increased fear and hatred of the of the new Amer of, of new Americans and people of color by saying that our fellow Americans who are immigrants and those who may look to the president like immigrant should go back to their countries. This is what they're grasping for. Now, if you think for a second, for a nanosecond, these this sort of stuff means anything in real life. If you believe that this means anything in real life, you were probably one of those kids that ran for um, class president thinking that you could have better lunches, that you could decide to play trap music at school dances. You thought you could really do something um, in, in a position where you weren't able to do anything. That you're thinking this stuff means anything? Speaking to Democrat members in a closed door meeting Tuesday, Pelosi said, we are offended by what he said about our sisters, according to the Democrat aide attending the meeting. We're offended. So we're going to say you're a doo-doo head. On Tuesday morning, Trump's, Trump again defended his earlier comments and, and condemned the impending vote in a series of tweets. Those tweets are not racist. I don't have a racist bone in my mind. The, the so-called vote to be taken is a Democrat con game. Republicans should not allow, should not show weaknesses and fall into their trap. It's just stupid. It is moronic. And anybody who thinks that this is this is good policy, this is why you should elect more Democrats, then you need your damn head examined. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. If you think that, that this sort of behavior by Nancy Pelosi and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, and, and Tlaib and Ayanna and, and Elian is the kind of stuff that you want is ridiculous. It is outrageously stupid. It is awful. We are seeing, and I, I mentioned this before, we are seeing the end, the last gasps, like a big beast that is wounded, mortally wounded, dying. It's flailing and gasping and screaming and there is there's blood and water and air and um noxious fumes coming from it. It's dying. It's dying. Democrat Party. Not so worried about it. It's coming to an end. It is coming to an end. at least in its current form. Which means 
We damn sure better be ready. We damn sure better be ready for what's coming up. That's that is the truth. We damn sure better be ready for what's coming up. This is a real fight. This is a real this is a real fight for the republic, friends. We've been talking about this for years. This is really a fight for the republic. We must not let one seat in the House of Representatives in 2020 go unchallenged. We must not let the Republicans being counters talk us out of that strategy. We must challenge every single solitary seat, all 435 of them, in the House of Representatives. Here in District 14, where there are embedded Democrats, progressives, we must challenge every seat. We must get the word out on what their plans are what their plans have been and how they are accomplishing those plans to de- and, and that in the interim will destroy our country in a way that we had never thought. That we are not dealing with honest brokers. We are not dealing with the sort of same situation that, that, that we have for a long, long time. This is not the situation that we're dealing with now. This is, this is DEFCON 1. We are at war internally and we must fight on every front there should be no stone unturned every seat we need to challenge and we need to get the word out we need to be honest about what is actually happening with the democrat party and how they've been, how they've been invaded by socialists, and I know this all sounds because it sounds crazy coming out of my mouth, um, but this is our this is our reality, you know. This is how um, what's her face, the chick from the chick dude from MSNBC. This is us now. Oh, this is us. This is real. This is real. So we have got to, we have got to fight. And this kind of fighting will be different than any kind of fighting that we thought that we would have to do in our lifetime. This is different than anything that we, we thought we would have to do. We all have to participate at a higher level than we thought we'd ever have to participate So you better be ready. So you'd better be ready. All right, we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. All right, so until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.